0: Okay, today we're talking to uh, San Francisco Bay Area architect, Richard Gage, AIA, member of the American Institute of Architects and founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Uh, thanks for coming today.
1: You're very welcome, Patrick.
0: So 9-11 was a really big thing for me. I used to follow it uh, a lot uh, around you know, when it happened and uh i was heavily involved in in the science and I, I remember watching a lot of your presentations and and documentaries and uh um you know i i kind of fell off a little bit over the years but uh, have peeked in from time to time and noticed that you you know you're you're still going <laughs> very strong and uh so first i wanted to say thank you so much for your for your service and and you know unwavering dedication to to this uh this topic, I think, it's really important, and not a lot of people are willing to do uh, what you've done over the years.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me.
0: Sure. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, firstly, you know, what is it? What has it been like for the past what twenty one years now? You know, what what got you involved in the first place in this, and you know, how is it? What has it been like with your, um, you know, your personal life and your your career, uh, and you know, what have you been up against these these past? Uh, two decades now
1: well it's been uh, about 15 years for me i got hit over the head with a two by four if you will uh, <laughs> about 2006 and may 29th i believe it was and uh th- that uh, was an interview that i heard from david ray griffin uh who's written now 14 books on the subject of 9-11 truth and uh Uh, I was on my way back from a construction observation meeting, and uh, this interview was just startling to me. He was talking about alternative uh, theories. I'd never heard one about how the Twin Towers came down. Uh, And he was talking about a third tower that came down, uh, Building 7 of the World Trade Center. And I had never heard this either. I hadn't gotten one bulletin Uh, In fact, uh, from the American Institute of Architects, of which I'm one of 90,000 members, we uh, didn't get one uh, bulletin on the third worst structural failure in modern history. So this was an incredible uh, uh, mismatch of reality. So I I, I had to know, what are you talking about? I would have heard about this. So, uh, yeah, a 47-story skyscraper collapses straight down into its own footprint in under seven seconds. Part of the World Trade Center wasn't hit by an airplane. No steel frame fireproof uh, high rises ever collapsed due to fire. And all of a sudden, here's one, but nobody knows about it. Uh, And I'm only hearing about it now, six years later, five years later. So uh that uh launched me uh, uh in addition to the other information he was sharing about how the there were 118 first responders on record talking about explosions hearing explosions experiencing explosions at the uh twin towers before the towers came down this is an incredible body of testimony documented by Uh, Professor Graham McQueen, which was the subject of this interview between David Ray Griffin and Bonnie Faulkner. And he went into some detail about how the ends of these beams were trailing thick white smoke clouds uh, as they were ejected laterally out of the tower landing towers, landing 600 feet in every direction. Uh, They were this is this is incredible, completely opposite to the official Narrative which tells us this these were a gravitational collapse due to weakening of structural steel, a complete rewrite of of reality there, which I had to grapple with in my own head, and it was very difficult, uh, but as I began to put the pieces together, I assembled fifteen of the architects and engineers um, well they're all architects uh, at the firm I worked for at the time. They thought I was nuts because I was talking about this, these things that I was learning, but I, I bought them pizza, made them come in and watch the presentation. Mm-hmm. And uh turns out after 45 minutes, all of them agreed with me. Oh my God, you're right. These are controlled demolitions. Uh This has to be reinvestigated. So those are my first 15 architects mm-hmm. and engineers for nine eleven truth. And since then, we've collected uh, more than 3,500 on the petition. Mm -hmm. And I'm now uh, as a result of uh, Spike Lee uh, uh, having pulled the half hour segment that he brought me to Brooklyn to interview with him for two hours for that he was going to show on September 11th Mm -hmm. on HBO. That didn't happen because uh, he got incredible pressure uh, from HBO, and wow. uh, some of that pressure, I think, came from the media, which put in his face a a, a quote uh, that I made about COVID, uh, because I was uh, uh, at a conference speaking on behalf of AE911 Truth, but there were other doctors there uh, blowing the whistle on COVID, yes. and the uh, response to it, which is not... Um, uh, uh, safe or effective. So, uh, anyway, this caused, uh, Spike Lee some concerns anyway. And so he pulled this segment based on uh, some percentage of all of those factors. And hmm. this caused, uh, our PR consultant over at Eighteen Nine Eleven Truth to declare that this is a PR emergency and the CEO has to go. And, uh, most of the board members, uh, uh, voted in favor of of releasing me as a result of that, um, uh, of unwittingly going along with that argument. So I've started wow. richardgage911.org. Uh, it's a new program with expanded scope. I am bringing on experts in the COVID field and other experts even outside the, the subject of the World Trade Center um, on nine eleven such as the Pentagon and Shanksville and uh, planes and and put options and so forth, so we've got um, lots of work, a new podcast uh two podcasts per week uh going out and it's uh it's an incredible exhilarating ride we're reentering uh the field of nine eleven truth with this now a double barreled shotgun we've got a e on the one hand <laughs> continuing to do what they do best, focusing on the architects and engineers and now i'm focused on on bringing the public the awareness uh of uh covid and 911 in fact where i'm doing a present uh, speaking engagement uh, as i did uh last month uh on at san antonio uh uh the the uh Advanced Medicine Conference hosted by Dr. Rashid Batar. So the parallels between 9-11 and COVID. Coming up at the Red Pill Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana, we've got uh, on July 9th and 10th, uh, I will be presenting at that conference, where there's also several doctors blowing the whistle on COVID, Uh, I will be presenting the parallels between 9-11 and COVID in a way that's much more detailed than the last time. So I am really uh, coming out with uh, blazing here, along with my uh, wonderful wife and assistant, Gail Gage, uh, who uh, joins me on the podcasts and uh, at the speaking events.
0: That's amazing. And and, uh, I was so happy to actually hear that because the first question I was gonna ask you today was why the split between you and and, uh, architects and engineers. And then I watched a one minute clip of you on YouTube Explaining why. And I I almost jumped out of my seat because <laughs> I cover COVID a lot on this show. And I um I I never know when I'm talking to somebody if they're gonna be like half awake <laughs> or full awake. You know what I mean? So yep, some sure people do. some people are very awake when it comes to 9-11, but you know, refuse to listen to anything about COVID. And I've talked to, like, Andy Kaufman on this show. I've, you know, I've, I've been very focused around the doctors and the virus issue. So hearing that was, uh, you know, was amazing to me because we definitely need more people on our team. <laughs> so, yeah, we do. so we're happy to have you. Um, and since we touched on that, we definitely we'll go into 9-11, but since we touched on COVID... Um, I'd I'd love to know a little bit about your process coming, coming to terms with that. I mean, for me, knowing about nine 11 definitely made it easier to, you know, to realize what was happening with, with COVID. And and like you said, there are parallels, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, the, the nine 11 truth issue brings people from all sides, young, old left, right, Republican, Democrat, um, it's kind of split down the middle in fact uh of, of those who uh are politically leaning uh toward liberal versus conservative um, and uh i've noticed uh that as i began speaking out about the uh the lies uh being fed to us and the propaganda from the mainstream media and our government and on tv via uh big pharma which runs 70% of of the the media's budget mm-hmm. uh income uh it, which is very interesting um, we uh we in the 911 truth movement uh, uh tend to divide on the covid issue along those lines it's very interesting um, i i i lean uh more conservative uh, some of my my uh supporters uh lean more uh, uh liberal if you will and mm-hmm. and so uh many ha- have taken the vaccine uh, on that side of the of that particular uh dividing line maybe yeah. call it a uh, but anyway people who you know who who are, are are more green or more liberal or more uh democrat um anti-Trump say, um, they'll tend to uh, agree with the official narrative on the subject of COVID. And I never leaned that way. Um, So those ways. So uh, I was skeptical from the beginning of COVID as I would be listening to doctors who were saying what they're saying uh, from TV is not true. Fauci has a history.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: of of lying uh, about uh, all of the the uh, medical campaigns he's been involved in. Uh and there's some a lot of evidence for that. Just watch uh Plandemic uh series. Hmm. Uh, and so it's curious that uh, people don't tend to want to educate themselves if it's going to affect a set of belief systems that uh, that that we hold uh dearly. Yeah. I've seen this in myself too. But uh, COVID just wasn't one of those triggering issues for me where I didn't, I, 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 I researched it very, very carefully. I watched hundreds of, of YouTube videos, whereas mm-hmm. I, for some reason, even though the nine eleven truth movement, the individuals in it who, who completely didn't buy nine eleven. Maybe because it came from a Republican administration, mm. I, I don't know, but these these deep state false flag operations work themselves in every administration. they do uh, yeah. unceasingly. Uh, so but uh, even though they would uh, uh, agree with that 9 /11 was an inside job, they couldn't fathom that COVID. That would be too big of a conspiracy across <laughs> all of these governments in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, even uh, Iranians and Russians and North Koreans, I think they're all vaccinating their people, even the Chinese, of course. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's like a bigger conspiracy than 9-11 was, if that can be imagined. Uh, and you don't have to imagine it. You, you just have to uh, look at the evidence for it. And what's in the vaccines and we uh it, the information is there for you by, by i mean my god, just before you take the the vaccine <laughs> so-called vaccine it's really a uh experimental genetic therapy that's uh not uh with, with no long term studies that in in short term studies killed ferrets who they gave it to uh do your homework before you subject your body to what is being uh put in you uh, my goodness uh but a lot of people will not and i take a lot of heat patrick for for uh speaking out on these subjects they they say you're you're deluding uh if not polluting the 911 message by bringing in the covid message Also, and frankly, I don't uh, see it that way. Uh, There there are some people who might be more open to the nine eleven message if I weren't also uh, talking uh, about COVID or bringing guests on experts who are talking about COVID is what it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I suppose that's true, but I think there's more people who are likely to. Uh, see the connections between the two if we bring up uh, both of them. I primarily do 9-11. I have talks that are exclusively 9-11. My webinar is exclusively 9-11. But now I've been asked to go publicly in in highlighting very specifically the parallels uh, between 9-11 and COVID. And I've got 13 of them that I'll be talking about at the, at the red pill expo on July 9th.
0: That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the pursuit of truth is the most important, you know, no matter what, The, the truth divides, I think it always will. And it's never, it's never the easiest path, but, uh, you know, if you want to be intellectually honest and and really pursue truth, that's that's the way to go. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, I think you mentioned Andy Kaufman in that clip that I saw. So are you uh have you gotten into like dipped your toes into the terrain germ versus terrain? Or are you like a Wuhan lab leak guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I want to know.
1: I have seen. uh evidence from andy kaufman who i interviewed yep. as one of my podcasts uh that uh, they haven't even isolated the uh, uh an actual virus any actual virus they're just uh, exosomes uh w- which i can't even define i'm i mean i'm not an expert on this subject by any means um mm. but it was very very compelling so i encourage people to look at that interview from andy who is, uh, an expert. Um, <clears throat> and there are other experts. Uh, I think most of the alternative, uh, medical community who's exposing the COVID issue, uh, believes that there are viruses
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that they are contagious and that that does explain transmission as it occurs. Um, I'm not going to take sides on it, uh, it's 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 not it's not a battle i'm going to be staking my reputation on that's for sure mm-hmm. how about you
0: um i i will stake <laughs> i will stake my reputation on it cuz uh you know i don't have that great of a reputation anyway um, but uh <laughs> well for me it's a, it's really an important issue maybe the most important because without viruses They can't keep doing this, you know, because if we do have viruses, then they'll be able to come out with, I mean, all manner of new, you know, contagious diseases. And and once you really, you know, research, um, you, you start to understand how the body actually works and that this this thing that they call viruses has been a magic trick from the from the very beginning i mean it's all it's all a viral culture magic trick sleight of hand, and I just you know i haven't been presented with any evidence whatsoever that leads me to believe any any different and and believe me i've I've looked into it
1: <laughs> well well- wh- okay I'm glad you've looked into it and i mm-hmm. I want to learn something from you here today as well Okay. if there are not viruses uh how do groups uh, 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 transmit to other groups, family members transmit to other family members because families do get the, the COVID, yeah. you know, after another one of them gets it.
0: Yeah. So it's a hard conversation because, you know, we haven't studied uh, any of these things really. So it, it's it's always going to be speculation. But the my my best guess is I think a lot of times it's, you know, we discount like environmental toxins that we share. You know, we never talk about, um, the food that we share or the environment, the air that we're sharing, you know, uh, the the cell tower outside. Um, so there are, you know, environmental toxins that we do share and we're, we're all exposed to. And, um, you know, we just we just have it ingrained within us that this idea of germ theory and, and catching things that we always discount that. But we never talk about, you know, the people at like our gatherings who don't get sick. It's always the people who did get sick. Right. But there's always there's always people who don't. Right. Um, So there's that. And, you know, some some people think that there's there's an energetic thing to it. I don't know about that. There's there's nothing really to lead that leads me to believe in that too much. But it's something uh, interesting to think about. I also think there's like a there's a a huge uh, kind of psychosomatic aspect to to illness, where if you believe that you're going to catch something or you fear that you're going to catch something, you can manifest those symptoms. The the
1: exact same symptoms that the uh, your your wife or your son is having.
0: Yeah, you can. Because if they say, oh, oh my God, I got like a stomach thing, you know, and then you're all of a sudden thinking about the stomach thing, you know, constantly nonstop. And you can I mean, we know about the placebo nocebo effect. That's very real, even in mainstream medical literature. Um, So I think that and I think we saw that with with COVID people kind of manifesting COVID. You know, because they were waiting for this thing to attack them, they were constantly on edge with the, with the media reports and the just constant fear being drilled into people, you know, so I think there's something to be said about that. But can I say 100%, you know, with certainty, why people get sick, maybe not, but it's something that we should look into. And we can't, we, we do know that it's not a particle because we can't seem to find them anywhere in nature. We can't find them in bodily fluids. Uh, And virologists will admit this. They say, well, we can't find enough. It has to be in a viral culture. And so when you do do a uh, control for the culture, you get the same cytopathic effect, which is the marker for proving a virus. So if there's no clinical sample that supposedly contains the virus, and you're getting the same effect. Well, then how does that prove a virus? And they did, not only that, but they didn't validate that the virus was in the clinical sample to begin with. So it's really, it's, it's really screwy, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. And, and of course the, 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 the greater discussion is not whether there's a virus or not. I think uh, the, the greater discussion is what is the end result of, uh, Of this um, disease, in terms of the motivation of those who are uh, jabbing uh, uh, billions of people, yeah. Uh, So uh, and and making uh, billions and billions of dollars uh, from it, and uh, hiding the uh, even the VAERS uh, reports, which show thirteen thousand deaths Mm -hmm. uh, from the uh, and this is like like on their own reporting system. 13,000 deaths. There were 25 deaths with the Ebola uh, vaccine and they stopped the, <laughs> right. um, the vaccination program when there were just 25 deaths. And now you have insurance companies <clears throat> who are reporting uh, 40% higher death rates. They have to pay family members uh, uh, on an order of 40% times more not in dollars, but in terms of numbers of deaths, um, uh, that that's a huge increase in deaths. Yeah. And um, and and do they do the studies to find out are there are those people particularly vaccinated? Uh, I don't know. I I imagine not. Uh, given how tied together leadership of industries is across industries the life insurance industry the banking industry the media the big pharma industry uh they are all seeming to work uh together in lockstep uh yes. against uh the american people
0: they certainly are in lockstep we we saw that uh de- i mean ha- the way they worked in unison across the world was really remarkable. And um, it's, I mean, it's strange to me that more people didn't notice how, you know, how in lockstep they were. Um, yeah. And I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, research to be done by most people to see all the various ties you know, big pharma and, and banking and all, all those industries are very, very tied in. Um, I mean, you can, yeah, you can do endless research on that and, and kind of find out what's, you know, just like 9-11, follow the money. You'll you'll certainly find a lot of the truth, I think.
1: Well, here's the uh, set of parallels that I'll be speaking about um, sure. at the Red Pill on July 9. Mm-hmm. Um, with COVID and with 9-11, we have foreknowledge. In other words, people know that it's going to be happening in advance. One of the big uh, giveaways is the drills that happen. Uh, and in the case of 9-11, uh, we have uh, no less than 40 drills, some of which are actual drills by NORAD and um, uh, other Air Force uh, uh, organizations and, and Defense Department organizations that have a, a drill of hijacked airplanes hitting the Twin Towers. That's one of them. And right. then Condoleezza Rice says, "Oh, we could never have imagined such a thing." You know, <laughs> it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. The the towers are on with a target on one of the covers of one of their drills. Osama bin Laden is on the cover of the report uh, for another one of these drills, his face. Uh, So uh, it's not like they didn't know this was happening, because many of those drills happened on the day of 9-11, with false blips confusing the air traffic controllers. Where. They don't know whether something is staged uh, as a part of the drill or is real world. And we have recordings that, 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 that prove that uh, in the case of COVID, you have uh, the event two Oh one, I believe it was uh, 2018 or tw- maybe 2020. I forget, but um, uh, October uh, you know, well, yeah, 2018 before the, mm-hmm. the, the, the outbreak or the lab leak, Mm-hmm. Or the, whatever it was <laughs> yeah. that started this uh dis-ease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we have uh uh the complete planning uh, of a coronavirus outbreak uh at event two o one which was sponsored by Bill Gates and uh the the world uh, economic Forum, and I think also uh, the World Health Organization uh, in new york um in planning for uh, the things, how, how they overcome the resistance of the anti-vaxxers uh, because mm-hmm. there's going to be a need for vaccination. Yeah. So all this before there's any outbreak whatsoever. And and it, it, it foresees pretty much play by play what actually ends up happening. So th- this, this is the way they operate. This happens in every false flag operation. Uh, you go to the bombings in the u k of seven seven for instance, you find the same thing drills happening in the exact same train stations uh yeah. with the exact same trains of a bombing uh of their train system uh before it actually happens mm-hmm. anyway that's one example of foreknowledge another is insider trading. people know in advance uh well, we have insider trading in the case of of uh uh of the it, it turns out to be intelligence operatives uh, in the U.S., intelligence agencies, who are actually um, placing bets the day before 9-11 that the value of the airliners would go down the next day. I mean, if it didn't go down, they would lose millions and millions of dollars. And millions and millions of dollars were made because uh, they knew in advance hmm. that this was happening. Um, on the COVID side, you have uh, four— Uh, Congress, uh, congressmen and senators uh, in the house intelligence committee that are under investigation with advanced knowledge that there was going to be a Corona outbreak and making insider trading deals uh, on that knowledge. So I, this, this, this happens to an incredible uh, degree. You have false official accounts of the events in the case of, of uh, 9-11 you have this myth that's been created starting on uh uh day one or two uh paul Bremer for instance, on c n n saying that this uh has all the hallmarks of osama bin laden <laughs> and um uh as 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 if they have had had time to uh develop uh the evidence that that would right. lead and in fact Osama bin Laden has never been wanted. Uh, on the FBI's most wanted list uh, for 9/11, <laughs> other things, yes, not 9/11. <laughs> enough evidence to go to war in Afghanistan, uh, but not enough evidence uh, for a court of law. So you have uh, this uh, foreknowledge and insider trading that the 9/11 Commission uh, followed to the to the point of it uh, uh, leading to the leaders of the Deutsche Bank. Uh, former CIA operatives uh, like Hmm. uh, uh, the Dulles brothers um, and uh, others, but they said, oh, we didn't have to follow it any further because it didn't lead to Al Qaeda. (laughs) They they just (laughs) gave up the the search. So that's uh, in the case of, uh, we talked about COVID. And, And then we have control of information and practices by intelligence agencies and yeah. NGOs, a strict control of information from the very top. Uh, and, and this suppresses the, like, for instance, the local uh, reporting on the ground uh, of explosions by the local media uh, who are witnesses of of, of real-time events, uh, most all of which are talking about, explosions, 22 of the 40 lo- uh, reporters are talking about sounds of explosions, uh, hearing explosions themselves uh, uh, down on the ground at, at the World Trade Center, mostly before the towers ever came down. But all this was wiped out when the national media hijacked the story and uh, it, it became a myth of 19 fundamentalist hijackers. Uh, at, taking these planes and running them into the buildings and the steel succumbing to this incredible hot uh, jet fuel and then uh, uh, a a progressive collapse identical in each of the towers uh, absent all of the evidence of explosions which we go over in our webinars which are all available at richardgage911.org so in the case of of COVID, of course, you you have uh, a key resource, Anthony Fauci, who has a trail of of fraud uh, with regard to uh, the AIDS uh, 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 work and, and and story that came out, and he's uh, issuing the the false accounts, and then these 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 false accounts, the narrative changes when it gets too obvious that it's not working or that the public isn't buying the propaganda that's pumped out by the mainstream media in lockstep, uh, with Fauci. Uh, and you know, he's treated like a, a God he's elevated, yeah. uh, to this point of, um, uh, grandfatherly, uh, wisdom. Uh, and, and yet it's, it's, it's completely the opposite coming out of his mouth, uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, false information and extremely dangerous because, as has been proven, these vaccines are neither safe nor effective, and they're they're not vaccines either. Uh, they're uh, genetic uh, experimentation on the uh, American and world populations. But then you have this climate of fear that's generated. Also, you know, in the case of nine eleven, you you have. Uh, terrorism all of a sudden is the new enemy uh after after the soviet union uh and nuclear war is not a threat anymore all of a sudden we have to manufacture a new threat and so this mm-hmm. fear motivates people uh in the case of 911 to to go to afghanistan and iraq invade them get those bastards who did this to us get rid of those weapons of mass destruction which were never found, and get Osama bin Laden, which was who was never found uh, on purpose, not even in the raid in Pakistan. Yeah, I believe that As documented mm-hmm. by, by many. In the case of COVID, you have this uh, climate of fear. I'm on. We're dying. Everybody's dying. Uh, it, it's it's we 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 got to find and get and get this vaccine ready so so people can be protected. Because their own immune systems are unable to protect them, even though there's a 99.9723, or whatever it is, percent mm. chance of surviving mm-hmm. uh, the <laughs> disease. The fear is nevertheless incredible because, you know, all of a sudden everybody knows somebody who's died. Well, the, the treatment is, is, is uh, in the hospitals is what was, turns out to be killing the people.
0: Just happened to my friend actually to my friend's grandmother, she was, she went into the hospital for something kind of you know minor, uh, and they put her on remdesivir, yep. and you know a couple of days of that, her body filled with fluids and she passed away, and now and the entire family thinks it was COVID. Yep. So,
1: and the remdesivir is proven to have ingredients uh, that mimic poison, so we can't. Uh, I mean, it, all people have to do is look somewhere besides CNN and the New York mm. Times, et cetera, uh, to, to get the the real scoop on what's going on with uh, remdesivir, for instance. Mm-hmm. So then you have uh, uh, no real investigation. It's a whitewash investigation. The, the 9-11 Commission report itself was not written by the 9-11 Commission the 911 commission wasn't was uh by the way a complete set of uh uh conflict of interest uh problems and 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 uh it, the person put in charge of writing the report was uh uh philip Zelikow, uh, who was a part of the bush administration who had uh, was set up uh, because of his expertise in the creation of public myth. That is the name of his PhD (laughs) that he got. I got to find out where, (laughs) uh, probably Yale. Um, so (laughs) you have, uh, you, you, you have no real investigation there. A complete whitewash, a fraud, uh, uh, in fact, even the questions that were of greatest relevance that were asked by the commission, even though they didn't ask 75% of the family members uh, questions, uh, who, uh, who were really driving, uh, who who took a year to get the administration to have uh force them into having a, an investigation and it took them a year to, to do that Um Whereas the investigation uh, commission in the case of the Columbia space shuttle happened uh, virtually overnight in comparison, Mm-mm. so over on the COVID side, you, you, there's no investigation of the of those in charge. There's no you know independent investigation, not even like a 9/11 commission report. Uh, but guess what? Uh, mm-hmm. Who's put in charge of what we're told will be? An investigation of COVID and how it started and so forth, Philip Zelikow, the same wow. individual who is uh, has his PhD in the creation of public myth. it couldn't, you can't make this stuff up.
0: I did not and, know that.
1: Wow, and, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, so when we get our investigation, uh, we're going to be, I think, shocked uh, <laughs> about what it uh, doesn't uh, help us with. There's an abuse of science, uh, feature number seven, uh, parallel number seven. In the case of, of uh, uh, 9-11, we have NIST being put into place by the Bush administration with their leadership uh, completely changed out under the Department of Commerce, whose leadership was changed out. uh now, NIST is the National Institute of Standards and Technology, tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people. Uh, but they've never done a building investigation before. This is not the organization that does this. <laughs> and and so, uh, but they can be controlled. They can be given money. They can expand their scope of services and bring in expert consultants Uh, civil engineers, structural engineers, and others who apparently are corrupted because the abuse of science by NIST and by these uh, individuals is extraordinary. And we prove this point by point by point in our webinar, 9-11, An Architect's Guide, a three-part series. We start with Building 7. Then we go to Part 2, the Twin Towers, Explosive Destruction. Then we go to Part 3, the Twin Towers and Extreme Heat. All of this uh, proves a complete abuse of science from A to Z. It's a Mm -hmm. complete fraud from the initiation of collapse regarding building seven, where they omit key structural components in order to try to fabricate the reason that this building came down due to fire for the first time ever. An unprecedented event. No steel fire protected building has ever uh, high rise has ever collapsed due to fire. Not in this country. And uh, it is it is uh, an, an incredible event. Should have been the most studied building failure in ever because no plane hit this building. Yeah. And yet 47 stories uh, after witnesses hear explosions. Talk about abuse of science. You ignore all the evidence for controlled demolition and destruction by incendiaries. And you fabricate an entire story that fire... Uh, weakened the steel and uh, in the in the case of building seven expanded long span beams on the 13th floor pushing a girder off the uh, seat on uh, uh, supporting the 13th floor and then uh, the 13th floor falls on 12th and so on for nine floors when you they say you have this uh Unbraced column seventy nine, it buckles and then it fails from top to bottom, in just seconds. And, and then in another six seconds, it fails across the width of this th- uh, football field size building. I mean, this would be like a a, a, a sandcastle being sprayed down by a fire hose. I mean, it just <laughs> steel does not give up like that. Never has. Right. Never will except on 9-11 after witnesses hear explosions. So uh, in the case of of COVID, the abuse of science is incredible. You just ignore all of the evidence for what's really uh, happening with regard to this disease, what really works, uh, i.e. ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, et cetera, uh, remedies that have worked for years that don't have side effects uh, like Remdesivir severe that you mentioned yeah. and uh they they completely uh they out they outlaw essentially uh the use of these medications and putting taking away licenses from doctors like dr Merrill Nass, uh who will be on our podcast um in a couple of weeks by the way uh so uh, we're all looking forward uh to to having expertise like that here. So the abuse of science, is, that's just the beginning in the case of 9-11. But then you have this response that's far more harmful and kills far more people than the problem ever did. In the case of 9-11, we killed 2 million in Afghanistan and Iraq, destroyed their economies, uh, destroyed our own economy, starting a $6.5 trillion global war on terror, which is still going on in the name of 911. So we have to expose 911. And of course, the ex- genetic therapy uh under the guise of vaccination, uh where we're not told what's in the vaccine. There are no long term studies. There weren't even short term studies. Uh there were just guinea pigs who, who who were who were given the vaccine and we don't and, and even those uh I understand have serious issues the the ferrets uh are, are all dead who who were given the vaccine uh I well i think that.
0: i think the ferrets thing had more to do with how they uh conducted those experiments uh indy kaufman will tell you all about that oh, but thank um, you yeah really? sure They're Definitely look into. i think it was more about they it was the way they treated the ferrets i can't remember exactly but uh i mean i think they were just like injecting them with things and and treating them poorly i i don't think it had anything to do with the uh with the vaccines per se not not oh. that the vaccines are safe but um the, it wasn't cut and dry with that particular
1: study well, thanks um, for bringing that up pat yeah no no I, sweat i'll find out the the facts before i repeat that again i've heard it repeated from many doctors so i didn't mm-hmm. think there was an issue with it until now but i'll talk to andy about that yeah I read, I read it if you have a I link that
0: I can send you the episode with with he and I if you'd like. Um, he I know he goes Thank into you. it in that sure, um, yeah. but yeah, if you read into that that stuff, it's kind of crazy the way they do the experiments.
1: <laughs> and then we talked about uh, COVID in terms of the response being so so harmful. Uh, Twelve thousand nine hundred people dead. Do the people that are taking the vaccine know what the VARES report? Uh, which is the official mechanism for reporting vaccine injuries and deaths? Um, even even has in it in terms of a number of dead. I mean, oh, or are they going to say to themselves, uh, twelve thousand nine hundred people? Well, that's that's a small percentage. I'll take that risk so I don't get COVID. When there's a ninety nine point nine uh, percent, is it ninety nine point seven or ninety nine point nine? You remember the number?
0: I remember it was ninety nine point nine eight. That's the figure I okay. remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's but it's—I I
0: mean—it mean. wanes so much I don't even know any, anymore. You know.
1: <laughs> so I mean, that—that's that, just amazing. It—it it, it shows you that the in the intent uh, of creating the problem is so that the solution can be enacted. The premeditated solution, in this case, vaccination. In the case of nine 11 an invasion of the uh uh the middle east essentially afghanistan and iraq setting up a uh, massive uh, military bases in afghanistan uh uh to no avail at this point right we've had to yeah. pull out of there and uh and in iraq um so the the intent uh is is obvious uh, if you follow the project for a new american century penac a, a think tank, a neoconservative Zionist think tank, mm-hmm. who says we've got to establish—you know—before the Bush administration came to power, they l- logged these particular uh, goals: uh, regional hegemony in the Middle East, a massive increase in the in the uh, Pentagon budget. Well, these were realized as a result of 9/11, and they even said in that, that on that website which I think still exists, uh, absent a catalyzing and catastrophic event like a new Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. these goals will probably not be realized. So that's uh, incredible. Bush writes in his diary, we had our new Pearl Harbor uh, today or yesterday, whenever he wrote it. So uh, it, it's it's incredible. We also have... Um, me an, an elusive but powerful enemy in the case of 9-11 it's a terrorist cell hiding you know in every city that come, come yeah. out you should put duct tape over plastic over your windows because a chemical attack could be coming in your neighborhood uh the the terrorist cell could be activated by secret codes from the radio and and from uh iran or <laughs> You know, uh, Afghanistan in the hills. Uh So uh we were all in terror. Same with nine eleven. of course. Any of mm. us could die at any moment.
0: They had we the terror be. levels on TV. Remember the colors? Yeah. yeah. It was from
1: uh, yellow to orange. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to stay home today. I'm going to keep the TV on. Right? Mm-hmm. Keep us addicted to that, that fear-mongering. In the case of uh COVID, uh, it could be uh, your, your neighbor or, or your, your, somebody in your own family wh- who could get you sick. Uh, so don't touch those buttons at the ATM. Mm-hmm. Uh, spray your hands first. Wear a mask. Um, uh, wear two masks, <laughs> according to, <laughs> to Fauci. Oh, so, so there's this elusive, powerful enemy Uh, parallel number 10, there's complete media censorship of those who question the official narrative. These discussions are not allowed in polite society. It's conspiracy theory. So to discredit even the discussion of of questioning uh, the wisdom of Fauci or or the the mandates of our government, uh, you can't do that. Uh, and so you get thrown off of YouTube uh, for medical misinformation, in the case of of COVID. Uh, I even got thrown off for medical misinformation. I wasn't even talking about it at that time.
0: I've got two strikes.
1: You got two strikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I had I had lost now three YouTube platforms myself. Most wow. of that was hate speech, and and I don't say anything that I'm not saying here to you. I don't have mm. any hate in me i don't oh, use God. such language mm. but you know they you said they something about
0: it. team z <laughs> what team team z i call them that's maybe you said something about them <laughs> the designers.
1: oh oh yeah 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 you mentioned the word and Yeah. T- you call them team z, team z. <laughs> you, you get some cover there so we yeah. censor ourselves don't we as a result of of um Uh, our own concern about losing our YouTube platforms or our Facebook platforms or Twitter platforms. Mm -hmm. And so I've now been deplatformed off of YouTube. Um, And so I'm going to put up a channel that uh, only has short announcements that says go to Rockfin if you want to see my, my latest podcast uh, or, or, or rumble or one of the other 10 platforms that we now have to, Spread ourselves across in order to get our message out. Well, that's, um, that's called media censorship, and we all know it well. Controlling the narrative, oh, we talked about that uh, already. Uh, f- uh, parallel number 12, an implementation of draconian policies and surveillance. So we have a state surveillance. Now, as a result of 9-11, we have the Patriot Act, which all of our uh, phone calls and our emails are being systematically uh, scraped up and stored. This is completely unconstitutional, illegal. Mm-hmm. But they declare an emergency under false pretenses, uh, such as an attack. Uh, uh, it's a. Um, it's not a crime anymore at the crime scene, uh, but it was an act of war. So, under an act of war, you you can obliterate the 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 first amendment uh, uh and and uh the fourth amendment so we we uh under the patriot act any of us can be arrested we can be held indefinitely completely unconstitutional we can be ass- assassinated even americans wow. in foreign countries targeted by drones uh even and we can be tortured uh so uh, all of this is quote, legal uh, under under the uh, implementation of a surveillance state as a result of 9-11, <clears throat> which is still, such implementations are still in effect and in force. And people wonder, well, why? Well, this is 20 years ago. Why are you still talking about 9-11? Well, we have to talk about 9-11 because uh, it, 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 the, the results of 9-11 are still controlling us. we Completely subverted our constitution. Well, that's true with COVID as well. Uh, vaccine mandates are unconstitutional, completely. Nice. Even under emergency authorization, uh, the vaccines themselves are un. Well, it's unconstitutional to deliver harm to people, to use people for experimentation. Mm-hmm. Nuremberg trials. Uh, the, the, what is it, Patrick? the, 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 the what came out of informed nuremberg consent forced what
0: it was I- informed consent was codified from nuremberg that's how it's codified within our uh, legal system
1: informed consent Thank yeah you. um would you be willing to send me a link on that one i sure. i got to add that into my speech
0: yeah absolutely
1: informed consent um so people can not uh, cannot be experimented on without their uh, own approval you, you have to tell them what you're doing and Maybe you need to get it in writing to uh, sign them. So, so uh, that's amazing. The, there. Uh, finally, uh, in parallel number 13, we have serious conflicts of interest uh, that occur between those who are involved in the preparation. I, I mentioned foreknowledge earlier. Well, the, the drills, uh, preparation of the event itself, Uh, And the resulting outcomes of the event, whether it's 9-11 or COVID, there are billionaires that are made. We know about Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, billionaires. Uh, And that money trickles down to the people they have to pay off in Congress and and other places in order to get these policies enacted to the media, in order to get the propaganda, the fear-mongering going uh so you have insiders that are benefiting uh tremendously in the case of uh an example in the case of 911 is Halliburton owned by Cheney the vice president who's uh, implementing policy around 911 the results of 911 and in all likelihood the planning of 911 so you have uh benefit uh uh, of of no-bid contracts by Halliburton in uh, Iraq, in Afghanistan, and not to mention the, the entire arms industry uh, with $48 billion to spread around so that these wars can be commenced and continuing. So uh, the parallels are incredible. And if we don't open ourselves to looking at these dots that we can connect across these uh, in, in uh, the, these false flag operations occurring at an incredible scale, then guess what? We're subjecting ourselves unwittingly to uh, another set of false flag operations uh, that are surely coming down the pike because they're being generated at an alarming rate. Uh, and uh, we're we're already hearing about monkeypox, which <laughs> uh, was uh, forecast in yet another drill yeah, uh, a year yeah. ago, uh, citing m- the middle of May as the potential outbreak of monkeypox. Well, yeah. sure enough, the middle of May comes, and we have an outbreak of monkeypox, and we have. Uh, millions of dollars of vaccine. I think it's 13 million already being produced, uh, purchased before the outbreak even happens.
0: I heard that it wasn't really catching on. I think it became such a joke that they decided to rebrand it from monkeypox under the guise of some uh, calling it racist I don't know how, uh, (laughs) but um, I think that it just, it it became such a joke that they're trying to rebrand it now. I don't know. I don't know if it's truly going to catch on. I hope it doesn't, Uh, but I know they are obsessed with pox like illnesses. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well um, all of these parallels uh, or or 99% of the 13 parallels I think most all of them uh originate from the work of Kevin Ryan uh and it's been amazing uh what he has put together here all I did was codify it in these tables that I'll be presenting in uh, at the Red Pill Expo in Indianapolis so uh I'm I'm deeply indebted to to Kevin Ryan for bringing the, the original research uh, out and uh I'm going to be looking for ways to prove everything that, that he is um, uh, uh, each of the, of the 12 or 13 points that uh, that he developed.
0: Those are excellent Uh, points. Um, Can we, do we have time to go over some of the, like, what are the, the key points for like the building collapses? And, and I also would love to know, you know, have you had any wins? Like what, what's new, um, and you know, like how, how has it been going? Are we, are we making any headway here or, uh, has it kind of remained the same?
1: Which do you want to do first?
0: Uh, we can do, uh, building seven if you want, or w- whichever is okay. there for you.
1: Um, uh, because these are, this is, this is not a question that I can answer, uh, easily. Mm-hmm. And if you'll bring up the second question when we're done with the collapses, Sure. Uh, that'll be helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have uh, uh at 520 in the afternoon, after the Twin Towers had come down, witnesses hear explosions. We have three or four of these witnesses on our our presentation um, uh, of our webinar, 9-11 and Architects Guide, a three-part series. And on our All of this information we're about to discuss is also on our landmark documentary "9/11 Explosive Evidence." Experts speak out. It's still on YouTube. That's
0: a great one. I love that one. It hasn't been taken
1: down. Yeah, thanks. We have 40 high-rise architects, structural engineers, metallurgists, chemists, physicists, controlled demolition experts, all laying down out the evidence for the explosive demolition of these towers. It's irrefutable. It's overwhelming, and and everybody who watches this uh documentary is 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 is, ends up agreeing we need a real investigation and i I remember you have
0: people sorry cut you off i remember you have people who actually worked on the buildings right in that in that
1: documentary yeah yeah the electrical engineer is uh, featured Mm -hmm. in the documentary uh the the, yes and and there there are some others but regarding building seven we have um Uh, for the first time in history as i mentioned in the beginning of this interview a 47 story skyscraper any skyscraper collapses due to fire well this has never happened before Um, so uh, it falls symmetrically after witnesses hear explosions straight down uniformly into its own footprint well we've all seen this on tv it looks exactly like a controlled demolition like the old hotels in las vegas yeah and so in the debris of this building, uh, building's failure, we have incredibly hot temperatures documented by the U.S. Geological Survey, excuse me, by uh, NASA overflights uh, with FLIR imaging, thermal imaging. And they document 1400 degree temperatures, 1400 Fahrenheit on the surface of the pile. Well, there's no fires on the surface of the pile. In fact, there's no fires anywhere in this building Uh, because the few small scattered fires that were in this building that are called fully engulfing the building by NIST, which are clearly (laughs) not, um, they would have been put out by the mechanical action of the collapsing building. Yet, there are incredible temperatures on the surface of a non-burning pile. Well, what are they measuring? They're measuring the incredible heat that is deep down in the pile, radiating up, cooling off to 1400 degrees Fahrenheit by the time it reaches the surface. And the proof of what that is uh, is in the pools of molten iron seen by first responders flowing down the channel rails, uh, according to one uh, first responder, like lava from a volcano. In fact, we see M- molten iron pouring out of the south tower minutes prior to its collapse, and uh, that indicates temperatures exceeding three thousand degrees. Liquid pouring molten iron. Uh, so we know it's molten iron because it these the ends of the beams were tested. Uh, the thick slag uh, from the beams that were, the, the, the chunks were sent to uh, Stephen Jones, a nuclear physicist formerly from Brigham Young University. He tests these and finds through x-ray energy dispersive spectroscopy and other tests that the ends of the beams have previously liquid molten iron. With what? Uh, with uh, traces of aluminum. Well this is this is the ingredients of thermite. Thermite is an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. And it it issues 4000 degree Fahrenheit molten iron as its byproduct and iron and, and aluminum oxide ash that's seen rising up from it. So the, this kind of evidence is seen in many different samplings done on the ends of the beams, uh, seen uh, in the molten iron droplets in all the World Trade Center samples, uh, uh, hundreds of them tested by the U.S. Geological Survey, which finds liquid molten iron droplets previously molten iron microspheres is what they're called. Mm -hmm. Well, how would they get spherical and how would they get molten iron? There's no other possible reason uh, that that could happen. This being the ingredients of of ignited thermite. Well uh, you take thermite, or, or you, you burn it under pressure, pressurized conditions, the liquid molten iron disperses itself into droplets. Well, they form themselves into molten iron microspheres under that pressure. That's what aerosolized liquid does. Uh, it, it, surface tension forms itself into drops uh, uh, that are spherical. That's what rain is, in fact, uh, spherical uh, drops. So you you uh, you have this evidence produced in all the World Trade Center dust that it's completely unexplained. They don't know where these previously molten iron microspheres came from. They they know they're in all the World Trade Center dust. They know they comprise up to 6% of some of these samples. So this is not a small amount of material. In fact, there's up to four tons by extrapolation in all the World Trade Center dust. Wow. Well, a small team of scientists led by Niels Harrett in Copenhagen Uh, does samplings on uh, uh, six, seven, seven different collected samples. And they want to know, well, what's going on with this dust? They find these, what they thought were paint chips, liquid applied, dual layered, red on one side, gray on the other, about a sixteenth of an inch long. They find nanothermite in these chips. Um, The ingredients of thermite, uh, uh, iron oxide, Powder and aluminum, uh, uh also. A- and so they get real curious. And they zoom in 50,000 times and they find nanoparticles of iron oxide, rhomboidal shaped crystals, and aluminum platelets. These are the ingredients of thermite at the nanoscale. Uh, because they do the reason they did this test is because they it was attracted by a magnet, so it had a high iron content, unlike mm-hmm. paint. So, uh, they they, they, they find these materials that are engineered in a very sophisticated formula, like three quarters, uh, iron oxide, one quarter aluminum set in an oxygen, uh, a, a matrix of oxygen, silica, carbon, exp- which is, which is, uh, organic material. It's what makes the TNT expand so rapidly as, mm the organic material that knocks things over. Well, thermite works by means of heat. So it apparently it's been engineered to become more explosive. So this is an incredible uh, discovery documented in 2009 in the Bentham Open Chemical Physics Journal. And it remains uncontested to this day. No one submitted their own peer-reviewed paper on these materials to find that they've become, uh, they're, they're something else, i.e. paint. Um, So, uh, we know what is in all the World Trade Center dust samples. Uh, It's very clear. We just need to get it into a court of law, uh, which we've done uh, Mm -hmm. in the case of uh, the FBI. We've sued the FBI uh, to force them to reveal the evidence that we know they have because they've admitted it, i.e., this 25-page peer-reviewed paper on nanothermite, i.e. the documentary that I made, 9-11 Blueprint for Truth. We have also sued the U.S. attorney in Manhattan because he was given 60 exhibits of this evidence, and including the evidence of the Twin Towers' uh, explosive destruction, which we haven't gotten to yet. And that was uh, a petition for a special grand jury. Well, we don't believe that he's given that to the grand jury. So we sued them and that's being heard right now or being, it's been heard uh, oral arguments uh, for the case to secure our first amendment rights. We have the right to petition the government. Mm -hmm. And what good is it to petition the government if the government does nothing with it? So that's a big case actually. Um, Second Circuit Court of Appeals uh, is reviewing that as we speak. So we hope to hear from them soon, Uh Uh, positively so. Or we'll go to the Supreme Court uh, with this major uh, case, Mm -hmm. uh, precedent-setting case. So uh, in that set of 60 exhibits is also the evidence for the explosive demolition of the towers, which includes... Uh, the, the, the this official narrative is so ludicrous. Uh, they tell us that the upper part of the uh, towers uh, drove the rest of the building down to the ground after weakening of structural steel by the fires and a few broken columns by the planes uh, and, and then destroyed itself down at the bottom <laughs> well, that completely violates the law of conservation of momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it the conservation of energy, excuse me, where two bodies, when they collide, uh, there's an equal and opposite destructive force. Uh, and and that doesn't matter if they collide like a Mack truck and a Volkswagen, or if we drop the Volkswagen on the Mack truck, the lighter part of a structure cannot possibly de- destroy all the whole, cold, hard, intact uh, uh, columns beneath it. It just never would happen, especially at free fall acceleration, or in the case of the Twin Towers, near free fall. Building 7 came down at free fall acceleration for a third of its seven-second fall. The Twin Towers came down at at 60% of free fall, which means it's getting faster and faster and faster. It's not slowing down as it meets that steel. And the outside of these towers are almost all- Uh, steel there's more steel column and in that facade than glass um and that's why you can hardly see the windows in 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 these Mm -hmm. uh, photos but it's incredible because after the first four seconds where the volkswagen is being destroyed if you will above the point of jet plane impacts uh it it's being destroyed and we have uh Then explosions, which uh, are throwing out laterally ejected four-ton structural steel sections weighing four and up to eight tons at 60 miles an hour to 80 miles an hour, laterally landing 600 feet in every direction. Uh, This is not a gravitational collapse. In fact, you can see the explosions going off floor by floor in our documentary documentary. Uh, And dozens of them. It's incredible what's going on there. Uh, You can you can see these explosions, uh, individual separate explosions, uh, especially down the leading edge of the corner. In our documentary, I point this out uh, very carefully. The the whole structure is shattered from top to bottom. And this is one of the points made in the National Fire Protection Association Guide 921 for Fire and Explosion Investigation. You have uh, look for high order damage characterized by the shattering of steel uh, sections, uh, steel framing members with debris thrown great distances. That's right out of the NFPA manual, which NIST actually had a hand in crafting so they (laughs) should have known that they were required to look for these in any explosion but no this is the complete abuse of science on the part of nist omitting key witnesses i mentioned 118 it's now 156 witnesses who are first responders who are not only witnesses of explosions but experienced explosions were blown around in the building by explosions uh, most of them before the towers even came down. Uh, and so these are among the elements of, of evidence for explosive demolition, which has been given to the U.S. attorney in a very professionally packaged and detailed set of ex- 60 exhibits. And we're going to supplement those 60 exhibits with a film, which is designed directly uh, for the grand jurors, where we will present the evidence well, first we'll present the statements made by NIST and then point out how ludicrous and fraudulent each one of them are in turn one by one and so this is the film 911 crime scene to courtroom uh, and uh, taking the hard evidence of 9/11 uh, to court so uh, that that's uh, we're we're in the in 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 the early stages of that film uh, right now. So people can still help us by visiting uh, our website, richardgage911.org.
0: Great. So a lot of this stuff, these cases are are ongoing. Um, Have you, you know, have you had any like wins along the
1: way? Yeah. Uh, Freedom of Information Act is interesting because it, it, it's what enables us as citizens to, require our government to turn over information uh that is not classified and in the case of building seven uh you have the complete complete fraudulent reports by both fema and nist and so david cole a citizen has um been uh trying to re- re- get this information but they keep stonewalling him illegally finally mm-hmm. um the lawyers committee for 9-11 inquiry of which i'm on the member and which I am partnering with to make this film, they, the litigation director, Mick Harrison, has is helping David Cole to secure his right to have this information. What information? All the information relative to uh, the collapse of Building 7 that was uh, used or not used by FEMA to make their assessment on what happened to that building. Photographs, videos, documents, et cetera, plans of, of the building. So uh, finally, the we, we had our day in, or he had his day in court, and uh, the judge actually ordered FEMA to turn over all this information and uh, got quite fed up uh, with FEMA's stonewalling. So uh, that is proceeding uh, after, I think, eight years of stonewalling. Uh, finally,
0: excellent. So the last thing I wanted to ask you about is I think I even got somebody in my one of my groups who um, asked about this was the theory of uh, the no plane theory. <laughs> I don't know if you ever uh, consider this or or uh, think about it. I I have always considered there to be planes um, with the, you know the stuff that I researched. Uh, but people have sent me you know videos with no planes. They believe that there were holographic planes what 's your opinion on that whole thing?
1: Yeah, the evidence is pretty clear that uh, we have planes. Mm-hmm. There are plane parts seen by people who have i I have talked to uh, personally uh, down on the street, not later but uh, that morning there are uh, there's a a tire of well, one of the tires, I presume it was the front. Uh, the plane kind of came apart in the building and released its components, including the landing gear and the, and the tires, uh, went right through the, uh, a set of three vertical columns and three horizontal spandrel panels. Those are called, uh, wall units, structural wall units. And, uh, landed uh, hundreds of feet away uh, down on the street. Uh, there's a photograph of of that tire uh, <laughs> embedded in the, in between two columns um, mm. there. It, it's very clear that the damage pattern, when you zoom in on it and look at it, it did receive uh, something in the shape of a plane, the the, the, the columns are bent inward not outward uh, which might have been the case if there was an explosion uh, but we don't see explosions we see and if you will in what looks like an implosion in the videos uh, the plane goes into the building pushing the columns inward there are whole sections of wall units in an orthogonal pattern up over up over down over that's how these exterior wall units were put together with four uh, bolts uh, tying the columns of one to the columns uh, up above. And so all the plane had to do is not shear off the the uh, columns uh, uh, th- at mid-height of the column, if you will. It just simply pushed these wall units in Uh, which all it had to do was shear off the the four bolts, tying one unit, uh, wall unit to the one above and uh, to the one, the spandrel panels uh, to the side. So uh, those were punched. The column bolts were sheared. So you can see this pattern very carefully. That happens at the fuselage and the heavier, uh, the sections hit by the heavier parts of the wings out at the tips of the wings you, what you see is damage to the aluminum facade the uh, the uh the paneling uh but you don't see uh those wing tips having sliced the columns in fact the columns acted at the wing tips like a a an egg slicer if you will the columns were the wire and the wing went through there the wing went through mm-hmm. and pieces of the wing would go through um so that's that's um that's what the evidence shows and and um, nobody's done a film on it because most people either intuitively understand it don't question it or have um, have looked at some of the discussion that we just had and And agree after looking at the evidence that there were planes. But you have people who are putting videos together, citing some evidence, uh, which uh, shows uh, a, well, what they call evidence, uh, but which is refuted, which uh, uh, purports to show the nose of the airplane protruding through I forget which tower, the the South Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh I I'm I'm pretty sure. And that, that it um looked intact on the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a highly processed video. If you watch the original video that's not processed, it doesn't have the shape of the of the no the original nose at all. And this has been debunked uh by Anthony Lawson in a in one of several videos that he's made i hope that helps
0: yeah thank you yeah i was always i was interested in that because i never um i never really looked into that or thought about the the idea of no planes it it makes sense to me that there would be planes but um yeah well anyway yeah thank you so much i think that's uh that's a very good rundown of everything and very interesting in these times to talk about the the parallels of, of both uh, 9-11 and COVID. And um, yeah, where can, where can people find you? And I know you've mentioned already, but any other uh, closing remarks of where people can find you and follow your work?
1: Yes, richardgage911.org. We'll okay.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Richard. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Patrick.
0: The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed
1: by its guests.